Well, we're here again. It's December. Twitter's ablaze. Cats has come out. Donald Trump's impeached. And we're talking about Star Wars. It's been a weird time. Josh, how are you? I'm, I'm swell. How are you? You're swell? Yeah. All right. All right. You spend five seconds in Florida and all of a sudden you're a new man. No, you're the same person you were. Just a little tanner. Cody, how are you? Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually doing well. It is summer vacation summer vacation. Oh. Whoops. Jumped right myself there. Getting ahead of myself a little bit. Uh vacation is coming to an end. Very sad. But uh you know, Santa's been good to me this year. So uh really no complaints to be had. Josh, how's uh, Jewish Santa? How did he treat you? You know. He, he did his best. Janta, what's, as I call what's, him. What's Jewish Santa's name? Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> I wish there was some sort of Hanukkah fairy. There's a Hanukkah bush. Like the one Moses saw? Yeah. That's the whole idea? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Cody, how, what's Santa bring you? What do you mean? An air fryer. A what? I got adult gifts this year. It was an air fryer. What is that? It's a thing you put in your kitchen so you can cook fry food without having to use any oil. I don't understand the benefits. Why is that better than... It's healthy. Oh, gross. That's a big sad that you got adult Not, gifts. No, I liked it. I got, I got the illustrated, I'm assuming, because we haven't done actually presents yet for sick reasons. But um, I'm assuming that I got a big Batman book, like this new enormous Hulkin thing that they just released. Uh, and then the first four, Cody, you're going to love this, the first four uh, illustrated Harry Potter books. <laughs> so lame. And I'm just, I'm just a, a, a single guy in the city living his life, thumbing through his Harry Potter books and his Batman encyclopedia, and just living my life, you know? This is the kind of fun you can have when you don't have companionship, guys. Um <laughs> You sound but, so sad. <laughs> I'm You're putting on a false face. <laughs> You're putting on a false butt. Listen. Tenet no. is not that far away, so that's what's keeping me going. Speaking of Tenet, I'm going to get to that. Call it by its right name, please. Tenet. They say it in T-net? the trailer. They say Tenet. That yeah, but you call it Tenet like Put the meme to bed. <clears throat> no, I'm going to bring it up every time. Okay, let's not waste any more time, Cody. Let's get down to it. Let's talk about Star Wars. The oh, Rise. No, no preamble. No preamble. Star Wars. The Rise of Bobby Fett. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir. 
as my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Hey! That's my Babu Frick, guys. Okay. Okay. First, first off, quick count. Who's seen it? How many times? I've seen it twice. Cody? Three. Josh? Twice. Okay. So About half an hour ago. This is very different from the Star Wars of discussions of the past, where, and it was actually needed this time, so good job on us for being lazy and dumb, that I, need, I really didn't need this second watch. I needed this, like, week or so since I saw the movie. It's, it's been about a week, yeah, uh, to really kind of think about it. You know, and yeah, I think I think that's for the better. Now I think I have a good opi- uh, formulation of my opinion, even though it probably shouldn't be that com- complicated, but somehow it always ends up being that. So, Cody, since you've seen it the most times, I want to start with you. Your initial thoughts on Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I liked it. How dare you? Yep, I liked it quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I thought it was as good as it could have been. Ooh. Okay. That's a very loaded statement. Mm-hmm. And one that we are going to unpack. Like this, because you could have been. Okay. Interesting. Um, just, I, will go, I will go first. I will go next. Uh, I do not like it. I, li- I thought I didn't like it at all when I first saw it, but then I was like, you know what? It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go a couple days later when I've got some sleep, and I'm going to see it again. And I saw it again. And five, ten minutes after I walked out of the theater seeing it the second time, I was like, you know what? That's not too bad. It's got this going for it. It's got that going for it. Da-da-da-da-da. And then, like, that next 45 minutes to an hour sits in, and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. I really don't like this. And I don't know. That's a very weird feeling. I guess it's sort of I'm mixed in a sense, but I don't know. I feel like that f- that little bit of euphoria or whatever you want to call it after I walk out of the theater is probably superseded by the next hour of just my brain sort of picking it apart and getting annoyed at it. But um, yeah, I, I, it's like you you said, Cody, and this is kind of the main uh, issue, I guess, of this entire conversation. I think is going to be is that this movie was just kind of cursed. Uh, they did the best they could with what they with what they had, but what I've sort of taken from it, and this is somebody who has no idea of mo- like ninety percent of film production and you know putting together a schedule of ten pole blockbusters. I feel like some of these problems were avoidable. Not all of them, obviously, but some of them. You really this could have been a lot better should, if they had taken certain steps and. And I'm I'm interested to see if our thoughts on that overlap. But Josh, you just got out of this the most recently, so lay it on us both. How you feel about okay. Rise of Skywalker? So the first time I saw this movie last week on opening night, I was mixed to positive, but also mixed to negative, depending on the days that followed. Um, there are things I liked, things that I didn't like, and I kind it was more less a viewing of a. I, I enjoyed the movie more than I liked it. Does right. that make sense? I'm yeah, I feel that. I, I was entertained, and I had a great time in the theater. Um, but it was more just about taking in all the information that the movie's thrown at me and deciding what to do with that information. 
So watching it this time, kind of knowing all that stuff, so I don't have to worry about finding things out this time, I've fallen on one of the two sides that is being presented to me right now. Oh, my God. And I'm on Cody's side. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. Um, I almost started to lean towards this being one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. This was, a, this was near the bottom of my list. This was at my number 10 or 9, I think, um, as, before I went into this the second time. Right now it's at number 7, inching towards number 6. I kind of love it. I have issues with it. It's my least favorite of the trilogy, but I really love this movie. Did not expect that. Yeah, I am genuinely yeah, surprised. Neither. Yeah, me neither. I, I'm, yeah. But what about watch number three? Tip the we'll scales see. back. Yeah. We'll see. That's what happened with Solo, so we'll see. Really? I didn't like, I didn't really care about it the first time, and then I liked it a lot the second time, and then I watched it again on Blu-ray and was really bored, so. I'm completely neutral on Solo, honestly. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's my least favorite Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah. It's not that bad. It's not that it's, I don't, well, you, I, you, I, you know I'm different than you. I don't think any Star Wars movie is bad. It's just my least good. Solo is my mm. number five right now, so that just goes to show why I am the genius. <laughs> no, I'm very dumb. But, okay, interesting. Um, <sighs> where to start then? Should we just do a breakdown of the movie? Yeah, that actually would surprisingly only take about 15 minutes. Uh, barely even. <laughs> Jesus. So, it starts off with J.J. Abrams coming onto screen, picking up a copy of The Last Jedi and setting it on fire. And then from there, it just kind of happens. That's my No. Okay, so should no. we let somebody who isn't an asshole do it? Yeah, let's, let's, Wait, let's with refer it. to our friend Wikipedia. Wait, we have somebody that like that? Yes, oh. most of us. Most of us. We, we start the movie on Exegol. Oh, God. With Kylo Ren taking people on. Actually, that's no, not, that's not on Exegol. That's it's Mustafar, not... actually. But, Is it um, Mustafar? Is that really? Yes. yes. Wow, I just slide that in there. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, again, that, that we'll get into my problems with the movie later. But, um, yeah, we start on Mustafar. He finds the Sith Wayfinder. Yeah. And then we get to... Uh, Exegol, where we meet. Now, question. Canon, before now, mentioned what? Exegol. Is, is that new? That? No. As, uh, uh, no. As far as I know. It is referenced as the home of the Sith, which up until this point uh, was... Uh, North Dakota. Moraban? Or not Moraban. 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 Moraban or Moraban. It changed it. I don't know. But... um. Middle Earth. I don't know if I don't know if it's meant to be a replacement or just another Sith homeworld. Either way, I wish. No, it was. I think I think those two planets, the one we mentioned earlier, I'm not going to pick one. A pronunciation. They're like in the galaxy. The this other one was hidden. This is in the outer one, yeah, yeah. yeah, this one's like hidden okay. though. That the other sense. planet wasn't hidden. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, we get to Exegol. We meet Papa Palps for the first time since 2005. Papa or grandpappy palps, however you want to refer to him. <laughs> Kill me. Um, and we get a little introduction to him and what he's been doing. And when we get to the movie with Ray and Finn and Poe going on an adventure. Yes, this 
the movie for the first 15 minutes moves at such a breakneck pace yeah. of just yeah. information that it's my first note was was jj doing coke while he was in the editing bay so my two of my main issues with this movie and pretty much the only, the only two i guess two of the biggest issues is the pacing mainly in the first act yeah which when i first saw the movie i thought the pacing was terrible throughout the entire thing same and when I saw it again, I was like, okay, this is as as fast as I thought it was. Same. But it's still the yeah. first act specifically. It was a like, lot more tolerable. Here's exposition time. and more exposition and more exposition, and we're going to run. And if I, JJ is going to yell at you, and if he sees you not running at breakneck speed, he's going to pour <laughs> water in your face and tell you to go faster and run laps because that's what everyone's doing for the first half hour of this movie. They're running yeah. towards – Right up the, until they go on their adventure, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's just nonstop for a while. Um, it's a little much, but I get it. There's a lot of ground to cover, which is, I think, I think an additional 20 to 30 minutes could have helped this movie. But, you know, <laughs> I don't want a three hour Star Wars movie. I'm sorry. I do. I do. The rare, the only franchise I will ever say I want as many hours as you'll give me. Fair enough. Other than Pitch Perfect, obviously. But. Yeah, give me, give, me a, give me the five-hour extended cut of Pitch Perfect 4. <laughs> you just could have saw Cats, I'm just saying. It felt like four hours, but anyways. No, I'm, totally so I'm, gonna see it next see, I'm so mad that I have to see that movie. You don't have to. I kind of know it. The first half I made hour... A, I made a promise to people. I can't not no. see it. The first half hour is great, and the last hour, 10, 15, felt like I was being lobotomized. So, the most, so most of the movie is what yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those songs are fucking awful. <laughs> we got the good ones. We got memories. Yeah. They sing it like four times. Apparently that's a bop. I don't know. But let's stop talking about cats. Um, yeah, what do you think of, of the interaction between them all? Well, let's let's just run through, and then we'll... Okay, okay. Because like, um, like you said, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, so they go off on their adventure because they realize they discover that they need to find the Wayfinder. Another one, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's always two. Yeah, so we get the little the whole exposition. More, again, more exposition in the whole first act of just, oh, Palpatine's back. We got a message. And how? <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's back. So... We're going to go well, find... No, the dark side of the force is, is a pathway cl- to... Yeah, dark magic and cloning and whatever. Okay. Plot! Um, <laughs> um, oh, JJ. Uh, so we get to um, them going off their mission. They ask Rose to join them. And, of course, because she was met with backlash in the last movie, they decided she to join our banks and said, no, you're going to stay here and do whatever. It doesn't matter. We just Star charts. I, I, know, uh, I wrote that down. She had to do star charts. Uh, no, yeah, she's got, she studied specs. Dude. Yeah, whatever. It's, Same yeah. thing. Either way, oh. I I didn't like this. Uh, this is one of the things I that I didn't like the first time, and I don't like it this time. It just it's really disrespectful, and I don't like the way they handled it. They didn't want to have her if they wanted to change her character or adapt her character or you know upgrade or whatever her character in some way. They could have done that instead. They just said, "Here, you're going to use the bare minimum amount we need to to make sense." Give you a couple lines. Holy Jar Jar her. Yeah, I mean, they, they did all but do the whole Jar Jar attack of the clones thing where he looks at the camera. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it, it was really annoying. Um, I feel really bad for Kelly Marie Tran, and I just I hope that she has a good career beyond this because this was just it just pissed me off what they did to her. But whatever. Um, so then we get to uh, Pasana, 
Um, again, another sand planet because apparently every other planet is made of sand in this universe. And it's too close to its sun, dude. Come on. <laughs> Fair. Uh, which we discover um, a little party going on. It's a lot of fun. Ray Gates happens gets once every forty-two years. <laughs> get it? Because that's when New Hope came out. Yeah, I get it. We get it. You don't like references. I um, didn't catch that honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I only realized that when somebody pointed it out. So I, yeah, I, I didn't really care. I don't I don't do math. Um. So yeah, there's a little party going on. A little guy gives Ray a necklace. Um, and uh, Seth starts setting up the whole. I don't have a last name. name. Yeah. So then we go from there and Kylo Ren and Ray have their first force connection of the movie, which is something carried over from last Jedi. Like that very much. Yeah. Um, and that has continued throughout the movie. So yeah, we, I like the way that they use it and they yeah, evolved it. Yeah. Yeah. And we get more of that when Kylo felt the water on her in last Jedi, we get more of that with them actually interacting physically here. Um, he takes the necklace. They find out they're in Pasana. So he sends his ships and himself to Pasana. Um, so from there, Kylo or, uh, Ray, Finn, Poe, they all go out to find, uh, what's the alien's name? Uh, Ochi, I think is it? Yeah. Ochi. Mm-hmm. Um, they go out to find him, um, or wherever it is he went to, um, to Wait. find. And then they mm-hmm. meet Wormy from that SpongeBob episode. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is. Ochi's ship that they... That's what they need to find. But they need to get out of the city first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Yeah. Who else but Lando Lando. helps him out. Not that part. So Lando shows up. Um, you know, it's cool to see him. That was fun. He's still charming as a son of a bitch. Yeah. D. Williams is great. Um... Do you know his full name, Josh? Bill A.D. Williams? Yeah. William D. Williams. Sure. William December Williams. Is that real? Yeah. I love that. I'm okay with it. I like yeah, it. Same. Um, so before making their way to the ship, they fall into some kind of quicksand or Star Wars quicksand. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it's just yeah. straight up quicksand. Honestly, I haven't seen quicksand in a movie in a long time. And that I like it. That it it harkens uh, back to the 1950s serials yes. that George... Yeah. <laughs> George Lucas loved. Yes. <laughs> um, Sounds so fake, was, but all right. It, it, I have it, to hear it, one more thing about Flash Gordon. I'm gonna. Hey, Flash Gordon is fun. I've never seen a single. I have, I've heard the Queen song. That's about it. <laughs> um, so they go into the sand. Meanwhile, Kylo Ren and uh, his his knights, of, the Knights of Ren, that are finally a thing. Oh my God! What a waste of time they are, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they notice that they are they're making their way to Pasana, uh, and then we cut back to Ray and the gang under the ground, which is not what I expected. I thought it was going to be a whole Ray forces her way out of the sand and helps everybody, like the cliche that we usually see in that kind of scene, but whatever. And uh, they get under there. They find the remains of Ochi. Um, Finn says he doesn't like bones. It makes a weird gross Apo face. says that. No, it's Finn. Oh, it's Poe oh, says he does. It's Poe says I don't like it's, bones. It is Poe. Um, Channeling his inner Indiana Jones, <laughs> pretending they're snakes. I also, also, side note, I loved Poe in this movie. He was great. Oh, me too. Yeah, I like yeah. how he and Ray were like at each other's throats. Yeah. It's um, like, oh, that's a good, because I really, I did think that they were going to be like a forced love connection, but no, yeah. they kind of just hated each I, other. When they first came together and had that like, ban- like, like banter 
or fight, whatever. I thought that's what I was going towards, and I didn't want it, so I'm glad I didn't. She's like, you uh, know what you are? You're difficult. Yeah, that's where like, I thought it yeah. was. You tell yeah. him. You tell him, Ray. He is difficult. Uh, he's hot, but he's difficult. Let that evolve. I could see that going somewhere if they were making more movies. Yeah. Um, Poe Dameron, by the way. That man will fuck anything that is in the room with him. He just He's in love with Carrie Russell. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, not, that's really not that out of the ordinary. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh. She's? <laughs> yeah. Um, so under there, they find Ochi's remains, and before getting being able to get out of there, they come across a serpent, as 3PO calls it. The worm. Um, Wormy. Big worm with a lot of teeth. Um, Ray tells everyone to stay back, and she realizes the big worm has a boo-boo. And she uses the force to heal him, which is something we've never seen in the movies before. And I thought it was really cool because that's something that's always been in video games. Mm-hmm. But it's never yeah. Well, it's always been on yourself. I guess in Night Sealed Republic, you can do it to other people, but mostly force seals used for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I like how it, it was. I mean, I don't know. You're caught up on The Mandalorian. Yeah. I haven't watched the newest episode, so be careful. Yeah. But um, I like how it was shown in yeah it was in the six episode of it. that premiered the day before uh the movie that was yeah, cool. it was a cool little easter egg i liked it yeah um yeah i think the the force heal thing it's set up well that's another thing this movie does a lot of setups and payoffs are you a little too many for one movie but it does all does them and this is one i think works pretty well um so once she gets rid of the worm they were able to get out of the cave with the sith dagger that C-3PO, C-3PO reads and uh, can't um, tell them what it says because it's against his protocol. Hmm. Um, so now they can't read it, but they have it in his memory. Um, so once they get out, they make their way to Ochi, Ochi's ship, and the Knights of Ren are there waiting for them. <coughs> while Rey is going down because she sees Kylo Ren coming towards them. Chewie goes out uh, trying to stop her, and what happens? He gets captured, taken on board one of the um, transport yeah. transports, mm-hmm. and Kylo Ren and Rey have a little. Well, the transport takes off. Fint says Chewie's in there. Yeah, and she tries to pull the ship back down out of the sky. There's a little forced unleashed move, like she's yeah, Star Killer. Yeah. Um, um, so get lightning. And then what's his name? Or Kylo Ren tries to push it out, and they get yeah. into a little fight. Yeah. And Ray pushes herself so hard, gets so pissed off that she shoots lightning at the transport, yeah. and blows it up. Yeah. Um, Just and we think a little bit dead. of foreshadowing. Yeah. Um. So that was yeah. So we think Chewie's dead for the time being. Obviously, he's not because about two scenes later, we discover that he was on board another transport that happened to be there they showed two transports did they i didn't see yes they did they did okay i tried to look out for it the second time and i couldn't pick it up um cinema okay okay marty uh so let me tell you about this picture so chewbacca here's what he does that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it i don't believe you're not gonna give us a roar i don't believe scorsese has ever said the word Chewbacca before. Maybe. He's friends with George Lucas. I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Okay. George, well, George Lucas actually ghost directed uh, Goodfellas. 
That's not true. Mario's too coked up, so George oh. Lucas did it. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. The performances are too good in that movie for George <laughs> Lucas to have directed it. I honestly would love to see a George Lucas directed version of Goodfellas. It'd be amazing. With Hayden Christensen do, <laughs> doing the, uh, what was it? The, was that Eddie Murphy movie where he plays everybody? Norbit? There's uh, multiple of those. Oh, Jesus. I hate that there's more than one of those. The Naughty Professor? Sure, whatever. I just want him to play every role. I want him to be... Ah, oh, that'd be great. Anyways, uh, stuff happens. Yeah, Chewie dies and all that. Yeah. So from there, they take the... Uh, take Ochi's ship and escape. And they have to make a decision what to do. They discover that the Sith dagger that was taken with Chewie is embedded in c 3 memory. But again, can't be read. Um, so they have to find a way to get it out of his memory. Um, and to do that, they go to, what's the planet called? Kijimi. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they go to Kijimi. Honestly, one of my top five or three, even three Star Wars planets. I'd love to live in Kijimi. It looks super cozy. Yeah, it looks cool. Except, you know, like the Snow. oppressive government there. But That's everywhere. Yeah, true. Uh, so once You we hate Kijimi, that because you have to wear a sweater in Kijimi. So Cody <laughs> and I can have it all to ourselves. So once we get to Kajimi, <laughs> Poe runs into an old friend. Um, what's her name? Uh, Backstory. <laughs> I don't remember. Her name her is Backstory. Name. But let's call her Carrie Russell from now on. Yeah, Zori Bliss. That's oh. her name. Yeah, okay. Um, so he runs into an old friend, Zori. Um, I like the line where he's like, you are a stormtrooper? You are a scavenger? Oh, yeah. So that <laughs> you was could do really this all day. One. That was a really was good You could do this all day, yeah. Um. So we run into her, who they have a little backstory moment. Again, exposition. That's, this is some of the exposition I actually thought was good and worked. Because um, we it is nice to know a little more about Poe. Um, so from there, we meet uh, a little little man who's a friend of Zori, whose name is... Uh, what's his name? Say it! Oh, geez, say it. I think you know it. You've said it a million times today. Babu Frick! Yeah, we hey! Bob Frick. My king. We stand. We have no choice but to stand, Babu Frick. We stand. He brings so many good vibes. He really does. <laughs> He's always positive. He's got this. He kind of looks like Martin Scorsese now. I think about it. Uh, he's helping people. He speaks languages. He's just the best. Yeah. Babu Frick, twenty twenty. Yeah. He's a uh, droid cracker, droid programmer, or something. Yeah. Um, He's got I, those I did not ex- goggles. Oh come on! I did not expect him to get the the uh, meme treatment that he has the love from the internet. Yeah. He's pretty great. Um, I thought he was fine. I didn't really think twice about him when I first saw, but I've got the same body type as late as mid seventies, Jack Nicholson, (laughs) not mid 1970s, mid a a, like age 70. He reminds me of um, him right now. Yeah. Well, I think he's almost 80 now. He reminds me of what's it called from return of the Jedi. Uh, the little salacious B. Crumb. Salacious crumb. Yeah. Don't Uh, you dare compare my, Beautiful son, Babu Frick. <laughs> Salacious the, be fucking um, crumb. So the, no, they, they the don't... I, I don't know. They don't have the same energy, that's for sure. No, they don't, but... They, they have the same manic energy, yes. but I'm not afraid of Salacious... I'm not afraid of Babu Frick. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid, afraid of Babu Frick. Frick. I wouldn't want to hang out with Salacious Crumb. I wouldn't want to hang out. That's why they're burning him and eating him in The Mandalorian. Jabba um, wanted to hang out with him. Jabba loved him. Yeah, I don't think Jabba loves... Jabba also had a you know slave Leia on his chain, so... Again, I don't. I'm not going to finish that. Okay, Go ahead, move on. What happens next? 
So um, once Chewie's memory is wiped, uh, because that's the only way. C-3PO's. Who did I say? Chewie. Chewie. Fuck. God damn it. Idiot. It's late. Um, so once 3PO's memory is wiped, because um, that's the only way they can get the Sith um, translation from him, uh, he tells them that it is on Kefbur. I don't know where that what is that what the place was? Yeah. So Wait, they, that place had a name? Yeah. I just knew it as in Moon of Endor. Well, that's what it says here. But yeah, it is a Moon of Endor. Um I guess that's what the Moon of Endor is called then. Cool. Um I just I wanna know they call it the Sanctuary Moon in Return of the Jedi, the other planet. I just I I wanna know what Endor is actually like. Unless it's a gas giant, which it might Maybe be. We'll see a wonder. I don't know. It's got a lot of moons. At least two. It's yeah. more than we have. We have enough moons. What if Endor is a, or whatever you're talking about, is a Babu Frick planet? It's not. What if it's a baby Yoda planet? Mandalorian season two. Yeah. So, um, once we find out where they need to go, courtesy of C-3PO, who now doesn't have their memory, doesn't have his memory, um, we find out that Chewie's alive because Ray senses it, senses it, um, on the ship that arrives on it's Kylo Ren's, um, Star Destroyer. Yeah. And then at that point they make their way off the planet. But before that, Poe and, uh, Zori have a little heart to heart scene talking about, you know, running away and away and all that stuff. Um, it's a nice little scene. There's also some music from Revenge of the Sith used in it, which made me very happy. Um, and once, and she gives her, she gives Poe uh, her, what's it called, coin. Uh, her it's a, a captain's coin. Captain, first order. Yeah, first order. First. Um, that gives them access. Which did it help them at all? Yeah, it got them on the ship. Yeah, that was okay. I wasn't sure if that's okay. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Which, to understand, is like a, it's like a Disney Fast Pass, but space. Yeah. Um, so I, I, like, was watching, and I'm like, did that actually help them? No, I guess, I mean, I guess yes. it got them on the ship, but... It helped them immensely. By the way, I give it about six fly. months before those things show up for Disneyland, whatever, <laughs> of, like, actual their kind of Fast Passes. Just, I'm calling it now. It writes itself. Um, so once we're on the... Star Destroyer? Yes. I believe, yes. Uh, once we make our way on there, the Ray, Finn, and Poe go off uh, trying to recover Chewie and the Sith Dagger and the Wayfinder. And uh, Finn and Poe go off to rescue Chewie while Ray goes off to find the Wayfinder. Uh, she goes into Kylo's apartment building. <laughs> I like his bedroom. It's super yeah. cool. Um, and it's, it's cool. He's got a little Vader shrine, uh, his little, his little gadget table. It's fun. Uh, some hentai and, pinned uh, up on the walls. <laughs> yep. It's very homey. Mm-hmm. Um, so she discovers this stuff and it's there that she has another, uh, connection with Kyler through the force. And they, from there they have what is probably one of the coolest lightsaber duels that's ever been in star Wars. Yes. Yes. Um, I would say the coolest, even cooler than the one later. In terms of just inventiveness, hell yeah. It's very, I mean, I don't, I think the duels in this movie, they don't impact me as much as the ones in 
uh, the last two movies or even a lot of the other movies, but just from a technical and creative standpoint, it's really, really cool. They're all very clever. I agree. That Um, one's clever. The idea of a slight saber duel without either of them being in the same room is really, really interesting. And the way that, and I mean, for the first, I think for the first time, the camera really becomes part of it about how it's like spinning around and, you know, they swing the slight, they swing the saber in, in his quarters and then it spins and they end up, the, the blades the come down in Kajimi. Yeah. I was like, oh, so, okay. That was pretty cool. Yes. Somebody, um, somebody pointed this out about The Last Jedi. They said that the way that the the, for, the force connection between Rey and um, Kylo Ren was done, it really kind of took editing and turned it into a visual effect. Yeah. And I think it did the same thing here, but, you know, plus some, which I thought was really cool. VVV. Um, so they have their duel and Kylo Ren says, there's more to your story, to your parentage, and I'm going to come and tell you. So, uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren, like, she goes, you lied to me. He goes, no, no, I didn't. I just didn't tell they you the truth. To, they wanted to be, no, they, they were nobody. They wanted to be, you know, whatever way you want to spin it. Um, so Ray and get, grabs the wayfinder and, um, Poe and Finn, they all make their way back to the Millennium Falcon. Um, they're stopped. Kylo Ren is there. He's on the ship. I feel like there's something that happens in between there that I'm Hux. Hux, that's right. Justice for Hux. Okay. Um, boy, Donald. The one, the, uh, probably the one plot and character element of this entire trilogy I just could not care less about. No, but neither did any of the directors, so that's fair. That's fair, too. Yeah. Um, I think he was at his best in Force Awakens. and Well, yeah, when he was still a threat, you mean? And then when Ryan Johnson really made him a, a joke? I never really thought he was much of a threat. Well, he was more of a threat in the first one. I guess. Whatever. Either way, they find out he's the spy. He doesn't want them to win he just wants Kyler to lose because he's a little bitch boy that has a grudge against him because he choked him um so we get that and then it doesn't matter because he seems later because he gets shot and killed by Richard mm. Grant's character who I actually really like um but anyway before they get back on Millennium Falcon after finding out Hux is the spy Kylo confronts Rey and reveals to her that her true parentage is she is the granddaughter of Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> Thank you for using his first name, because I was going to, and you saved me the trouble. Okay. <laughs> she fucks, dude. You know he does. <laughs> I was talking to my friend when the movie let out, and we were like, How, what ha- What was going on? He was just like, he probably just had like a Sith penthouse somewhere. Filled with his little dark side bitches. I don't know. I don't know. Thoughts? I like it. I like that it connects Ray to the whole story, which completely goes against what Ryan Johnson was going for. And I can understand how that's frustrating for people who liked the movie, but I don't mind it at all. Negative Nancy, your turn. I don't understand how anybody could not want to gash themselves when at in that scene i that's i mean my problems with this movie are many I many think many and this and is anyone's enjoyment on this movie lives and dies by the scene it does it does and i just don't understand why it had to come to this and i don't and i try i'm trying not to think of of 
bad reasons why it did. I keep trying to spin it as in my own head as like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. But it just it all comes off as so just stupid. It's just so mean spirited almost from JJ and Chris, and the elephant in the room is Chris Terrio who co-wrote BVS. So just let, let's not let him get off scot-free cause these could have been his bad ideas too. And I just, I know I, I hate it. I hate it. I really do. I think it's the, it's the worst, even more than the prequels. It's the worst story te- story choice the series has ever made by, and that's not even, it's not even that close. I can't think of a second. Okay. Um, how run. about the Phantom Menace existing? I like that movie. The okay. movie is fine, but t- tell me how it impacts the greater narrative. You could start to... at its. You could start at the Attack of the Clones and right. get to the same spot. Just oh, you're easily. talking about Phantom. Yeah, no, I, uh, Phantom is is what it is. It seems like Lucas learned his lessons from it. He scaled back Jar Jar. He jumped ahead to where this story should have started, like ten years later, whatever it was. That's Phantom Menace is like a weird prequel, and then the two and three are like the actual where the story starts. And Pack of the Clones is garbage too. But, but that's, that's not. not get into this. Yeah, let's not get into this. I just I hate this. I hate this reveal so so much. Uh, it kind of ruins the movie for me. It sort of puts a, a damper on the entire series, and I don't know. I just think it's gross. And now we know why they why the everybody spent the press tour just dumping on Last Jedi and cutting it whenever they could is because they wanted to create distance because they knew that this was coming and that's just gross to me because i'm fine if you want to call me a ryan johnson stand go ahead i think he's awesome and i think to retcon his boldest storytelling choice is fucking to make him to make her a palpatine is fucking stupid because there's a version of this movie that could easily work with keeping that continuity and i just think it feeds into the same people who came out of Last Jedi and said, well, Kelly Marie Tran is just, uh, she's just a forced diversity. That that is a decision that 99% of those people will love. And it's just, it's sad. It's really, it's to me, it's honestly, more than anything, it's just sad that it came to this, that they felt like they had to cater to these awful, awful, quote unquote, Star Wars fans in this, in this way. And 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 I'm not saying there's any connection between making Rose or making Ray a Palpatine and being racist or anything towards Kelly Marie Tran. I don't think that's the case. But you're sort of think of the people that you're appeasing, and the story was not built. It was not set up to do this thing, and they forced it so strongly to make this work. And that's just it's it's disappointing. It's just disappointing. I'm disappointed in Mr. JJ because he seemed like he was cool. And I don't know how cool he is. But yeah, I hated it. So I agree with both of you. What? I mean, I'm very interested in his opinion. So the first time I saw, so I was with Mason. The first time I saw this movie, I spent, when they first introduced Palpatine, the opening scene, like, there's more to her story. You're like, uh, I first said, uh-oh, are they going to do something that I don't want them to do? Yeah. I spent the next hour going, all right, all right, she's still a nobody. She's still a nobody. And then we get the Kylo Ren's like, I'm going to come tell you who your parents are. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's what's going to happen. So we get to the scene, and I'm like, please don't do something dumb. Please don't do – please don't make her this. Don't make her a, a Luke's ne- niece or whatever, whatever, something. 
So then the reveal comes, and first, I think my only real issue with the the scene itself is the way it's done. I just think it's a little under underwhelm underwhelming, just as as far as delivery goes. I think it should have been built up to more. It just feels like it's just kind of like, oh, yep, here you go, here's a reveal, next scene. So that's I think that's my main issue with the scene itself. With the actual story choice, um, when it first happened, it was just me not wanting i just wanted her to be a nobody because i liked the way that ryan johnson set it up and i liked that direction that anyone could be you know the hero and you don't have to be coming from a bloodline to some important bloodline or to have you know be strong in the force so i was disappointed in that choice and it, it kind of hampered my experience with the movie the rest of the time because i just couldn't get that out of my head i was like oh i can't stop thinking i just it just like and i spent the rest of the movie going it's got to be a lie there's got to be some Gotcha. She's not actually a Palpatine. She's really a nobody. That was just a lie or something. But then it never happened, and she's a Palpatine. So when the movie ended, I was very conflicted for that reason, among many others. The second time I saw it, knowing that happens, um, I accepted it. And this is what I've done with a lot of Star Wars movies. I mean, this happened with Last Jedi for other reasons. This happened with the prequels. This happened with um, Solo. There's, there's, for pretty much every Star Wars movie at this point, there's something or multiple things that happen where I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily think I'd go that way. And then I see it again, and I just learn to accept it as part of canon, and then I enjoy it for what it is. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Have any of those prior storytelling choices, if that's the phrase you used, correct me if it's not or if it's a misrepresentation, have any of them had as big of a, have had as big of tremors as that has? What do you mean? Like it's a like a it's ripple effect. Like it's it's now it's a rippling through Last Jedi. It's rippling through Force Awakens and Return of the, is, the I don't Jedi. Think it does. Doesn't it doesn't ruin any of those things for me? It doesn't take away the message of the Last Jedi for me because the message of the Last Jedi is still that, and that doesn't it doesn't make that untrue. It just isn't true for Ray. You know, it cha- it changes Ray's. But thing. then who then who does it become true for? other people i mean you look at the kid at the end of the movie okay but that's not that's i think that's a lot different than who's clearly force sensitive from this movie i still think that's a lot different than the taking it away from the main protagonist of the story the person who is you you look at but i it is but it's like it doesn't take her her the idea behind her character away it just changes it into something else which is still a good story it's just I think Not it a, does because now that you see, no, it doesn't because it it takes her story from you can be some you can be the hero even if you come from nothing to it doesn't matter what your past has dictated. For yeah, you. your past you doesn't make you who you You're are. You're in charge of your destiny. I know that's pretty and much it, what that's kind of what JJ had said I, I, in an interview. Yeah. I had it pulled up somewhere as he's yeah. talking about how he he thought it was more interesting that Ray would have to reconcile with her dark past, blah, blah, blah. The yeah. thing we've seen a million times before. Yeah. The thing that, that I guess I, I disagree with on there is it, it just knowing that having the knowledge now that this, and, and, and you're right that this is set up. This is something that's been set up in force awakens, the looks that they gave and the, the intentional yeah. things that they did it, to set up, it, Hey, what, she is somebody. It what I is not, hold on. It, it's not fully supported by going from that to last Jedi. It, it isn't a clean transition. Yeah. Like the JJ was obviously setting up something in, and it, I guess it was this in force awakens, but, when the last Jedi rolls with it, and especially in that strong of a way, to 
go as bold as they did and then come into this and say, oh, there are strings here. She is, she's still, she is still pulling the strings. It just takes away, Cody, are you paying attention? Mm-hmm. The agency of the character. That like that it it just makes it feel like an inevitability that she would get pulled into all this instead of her actually acting like a hero and she, you know the re- the reason that Ray got into the story in the first place is because she saw BB-8 and that she he was being taken by some weird goblin guy and she saved him because it was the right thing to do and now when I think back of how oh I just see that as a coincidence and that eventually Palpatine was going to get to her and she would have to she'd be forced into action rather than walking into the into the battlefield herself which is what she does in force awakens and last jedi and i just i don't it's just it's fucking lame i don't and and it's, and it's just stupid because the throwing palpatine in at the last second for a movie that likes to explain everything he's just sort of dropped in there with just because and just it just felt desperate it was a hail mary it felt it's so fan servicey and and it doesn't even seem like the fans like it all that much so which go, just goes to show you how stupid of a thing that is to do is to give people what they want and i don't know I've, i'm just i'm always going to look back at this trilogy and just kind of be bummed out and frustrated that they didn't actually pull through and the, the reason that people are saying that this series is so discombobulated is because jj made it so is that he wrote this disc discon uh, discounting everything that came in the movie before just about and yeah so i blame i put a lot of the blame i mean, granted who cares this movie's making bank and disney's probably ha- somewhat happy with it i but i put the blame for this becoming so messy at his feet i just can't i can't help it and the, i don't know you can make the argument that it's also ryan johnson's fault for not clearly following up on any of the things that were set up in the force awakens the thing is i think ryan Johnson, up, though i think ryan everything, everything makes up. sense in force awakens uh, going to here they never explicitly said she was anybody the ship could have been anything it, it's it was prominent but it wasn't like harry potter you know his parents are being dropped off by dumbledore prominent like you can still get around it without making it seem so important and the fit and the, the vision that she has when she touches the lightsaber, that's just she has the force and it's coming out of her and it's being exposed to something with such a powerful history in the force. So, yeah, of course, if you have a sensitivity, then it's going to bring that out of you. And the look that Han Solo gives her after she says, I have never seen more green in the galaxy. Some people considered that as guilt that he left her there because she was his daughter. But that could, could have just been genuine concern for somebody. All the pieces fit. It's just in, in, I think, from that to Last Jedi, and then this cocks it all up, I think. And can we talk a little bit about Palpatine, just bringing him back? You guys are cool yeah. with it? So, yeah, absolutely. The first, the first time I saw it, no, I thought it was forced, and I thought it was sloppy, and, and it didn't, it wasn't, it was underdeveloped. And I still think it's underdeveloped, and it is a little sloppy, and I think he could have used a few more scenes. And if anyone needed some exposition, it was him. Mm-hmm. But they'll uh, fill it in with books. I, that, I don't I don't like that. That's, well, it that's, is what it is. That's, that's how Star Wars is that's always how thing, That's how things have always been, and that's what they do with Boba Fett, and that's what they do with other characters. It's fine. But if you're going to do it in the final movie, that's it. just, it's dumb to me. But, again, like I said, the second time, I learned to accept that he's just back and this is the way it is. And I rolled with it and it's a lot more enjoyable and it's more digestible. 
Um, and I think he's great in his scenes. I think Ian McDiarmid is fantastic as he always has been in these movies. Um, and I love him as the emperor. I love the character. Um, and I love seeing him interact with these new characters. It's really cool. And I think it, it makes sense the way they, the way it doesn't make sense how he's back. Cause it's just, there is no explanation, but the way he's tied into the story saying he was the puppet master and having him be the, the one pulling the strings of all three trilogies, all the entire Skywalker saga. I do like that. I think it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I like that he was the one controlling Snoke because it doesn't, it still kind of maintains the whole idea of Snoke doesn't really matter. He was just a nothing. All the voices inside your head. Yes. So I like that. Um, and it, you know, it, it appeases both sides. It appeases the Snoke doesn't matter. I'm glad he's dead. And the Snoke should have been this big, important thing. So it gives you explanation and it also lets what happens happen. Yeah, I, have, I have no hot opinion on the Snoke thing. It, yeah, this so, changes nothing to me. Yeah. So I, I was talking with that. Last Jedi I, was awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Why there were, had to be a, a vat full of Snokes? Eh, yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I have made him claw. I figured those were failed copies of Snoke or something. I don't All know. Right, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll accept that as my canon, just so I don't have to hate it. <laughs> so, but can I let me let me pose something yeah, to you, continue. fellas, uh, with, with regards to Palpatine? Because I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I'm by no means a, like a good writer or anything. But I've seen enough stories, and especially to this scale, to understand. I think what could have worked better. And I think there's a way that if you want to, if you want to introduce half Palpatine as the puppet master, like you said, he was so prominent in the first trilogy. He was so prominent in the second trilogy. It would make sense that he would have some sort of influence on the events of this one. Sure. I can grant you that it's a good storytelling trope. It wraps everything up. Great. However, I think the way to do this and I'm going to point to two examples, one which will frustrate you and one of you, and one which will frustrate the other one of you, because I'm clumping these two together. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, Jesus. So, and I think that the obvious comparison to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is that this feels like fan fiction, just like people say that feels like fan fiction. And I'm kind of along the lines with you, as, uh, that you are with this as with Curse Child Josh that I'm just like it eh, it happens it's a thing whatever I'll enjoy the parts I like and ignore the ones I don't and learn to live with it so I can't begrudge you liking this movie at all but the thing that I wanted to bring up was that the thing that I like most about those two stories that I've come around on on Lord of the Rings is that I like that the threat isn't the big bad guy the threat is the possibility of the big bad guy coming back and I think there's a version of episode 9 that doesn't do the Rays of Palpatine thing that includes Palpatine where and, and keeps her conflict with Kylo Ren going and the conflict of the good guys and the bad guys going with the threat of this movie, I think, could and should have been the threat of Snoke coming back, not that he's already back. And have him, yeah. you can do all the cool stuff with him at the end in the Jedi, uh, or the, this in the Sith arena or whatever. You can do all that stuff, but that can be the first time that we see him and he comes back and keep him out of the rest of the movie, take away some of the side quests, give them a little bit more chance to be... Because all the stuff you've been listing off, like, not even a quarter of that stuff happens in Last Jedi. It's like, yeah, the the stuff on the ship gets a little bit convoluted, but as far as the A storyline, it's just Rey and Luke doing their thing. And they just do that, and you don't really need... They're not looking for stuff and trying to overcome things and find things and go get a dagger and all that kind of stuff allowing this movie to be a little bit more 
open, for lack of a better term, and then kind of come to a crazy halt. Again, you can keep the last act pretty much as is at the end with a couple tinkering here and there and just have the big battle in Exegol and Snow coming back and Kylo turning and Kylo dying and all that stuff. Put that at the end and not clutter up the rest of the movie that felt like, and this is a lot of people said this, that J.J. was, it seems like he was making episode eight and episode nine all at once. Yeah, so... It really—I mean, when I say this movie could have used an additional, I think it could have been a three-hour movie. Um, it does feel like two movies crammed into one. It feels mm-hmm. like J.J. Abrams' kind of alternative episode eight, yeah, and then his episode nine. And let me say, I think if if he directed episode eight, and this is kind of a a, a bad few possible snare for me because I love Last Jedi so much, especially now. Is if you did slay the seeds of the of the Emperor. And left. It wouldn't have felt forced. It would have felt natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. but to, to just like didn't yeah. he, didn't that the broadcast they mentioned in the opening crawl wasn't that like in Fortnite? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's your kind of go to that you might be doing something wrong when you're leave when you're putting a crucial piece of information in fucking Fortnite and not yeah. in your actual movie. I and don't. The first think line is the dead the speak. Broad, I don't He's think back. the broadcast is crucial information. We got through the movie without hearing what it exactly was. It, well, still the the first introduction, reintroduction of him back into the into the world, and like, really, yeah. Like I said, I don't love the way it's handled, but I've just it is what it is, okay. and I for when he's on screen, I think it's great, and you can. I mean, it's not hard to imagine. It's it's. I know, but it also it also cheapens death too much. Ways he could bring him back to life. He could. There was probably. I mean, they even established it in one of the in uh, Battlefront Two, the game, where there was there were backup plans. There were you know, if if emergency break glass, and this is what's going to happen. I mean, they he has uh, holograms and. So what um, you're telling me that there was a baby Palpatine? No, akin to baby Groot and or baby Yoda. No, no, shit, not even close. But lame. My my assumption is that maybe cloning was involved or some sort of resuscitation. Okay. Let me ask you this though. I don't know. Let limiting it to just the movies. What is yes. the difference between his death in episode six and his death in episode nine? Just the movies. Nothing. There you go. Yeah. Nothing. He could just do it again. I don't know. But just, they, the, haven't, they haven't established that, anything. I, I, this is where I push back on the whole, like, well, then what was the point of the trilogy? Then Anakin's sacrifice was for nothing and all those. No, arguments. that's fine. I don't mind that. Because I, I, I do want him to come back. I think it's a good idea to bring him back, just not I think in this the way. Whole, but the whole thing is, like, evil is going to come, and it's going to be defeated, and it's going to come back, and it's going to be defeated, and it's going to happen again and again and again until the end of time. It's mm-hmm. going to happen in our world. It's going to happen in the Star Wars world. It's going to happen too. in the fictional world. Um, Wait, our world? Sometimes, Hold on, what? Yeah, it'll probably happen in our world. We're oh, no. A, yeah, we're going to have a World War Three. Nazis will probably come back at some point. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. You, you say that like it hasn't happened. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, real Nazis. Um, <laughs> Not fat dudes. Got it. Fat, pasty yeah. keyboard yes. warriors. Got it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, as for the whole Palpatine thing and the Ray Palpatine thing, it's one of those things where, again, I was rubbed the wrong way by it. It went against what I necessarily wanted, where I wanted the story to go, but... In a, in its in the context of the movie, I think it works. Um, and the more I think about it, I do. I think it it works with the other two movies. 
Um, more Force Awakens than Last Jedi, but it doesn't. I think this movie plays off of Last Jedi more than it plays against the Last Jedi than people. I disagree. Say. Um, and that's how I felt the first time I saw it. But when I took a step back and I watched it again, I, I did feel like it well, played what, more. What are some instances where you think it plays against? I think the off. way it uses the Force connection between Rey and Kylo Ren is much it really develops that really well okay i think the way it takes luke's arc from the first movie yeah i i'm also surprised people were complaining about that yeah. like, oh my god it, luke catching the lightsaber is such an f you yeah. i'm like no he, yeah. his, he grew no, as a he, character yeah like the um, whole point is that he didn't that he threw it away and now he thinks it's great yeah like, i think did the, you the, not the, watch how, that huh I, I just i'm i was just saying i'm shocked that people didn't like that yeah, yeah. um i get it because the dialogue is a little on the nose but you know whatever um, and I think the Palpatine thing, it's not necessarily going against or, um, playing off of it, but I think it's, it's more, it's just the next chapter of the story. That's all it is. And it's this, you, every time you read a book, you turn, you turn the page, you learn new information that you didn't know before. Sometimes is that if how it's, books work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> That's funny. He's, he's busy reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire for the 18th time. Oh, my God. You trigger me so hey, bad. Hey, I, I, I read a nonfiction book this week. Oh, oh yeah. What, cold, a cold case. It's about a cold case. Isn't it case. funny how I spent real money to get you a book and you refused to read it? Isn't it funny how – I'm sorry. Read, real money. Read the goddamn book, dude. I'm going to read the book. I want to read the book. I'm, I'm listening book. to it again. Let's see who can finish it when first. Why did you buy that for him? <laughs> Probably a year ago. <laughs> Take it back. Jonah's almost done with it, so it's I'm it's up. easier to let him keep up. it. Honestly. Anyways, Cody, you have you said you like Palpatine, but anything yep. to comment on on Josh and I's back and forth? No. Okay. <laughs> when you when so, you heard the right when you heard your Palpatine for the first time, what went through your head? Oh, okay. Okay. Doesn't bother me. I kind of like it. It's grown on me. At least, okay, at least with Harry Potter, at least with Harry Potter, we know, like, they very strongly establish in books and movies that Bellatrix is a devoted cultish follower of Voldemort. So the leap that you have to take of them banging is extreme, yes, because why? what would he get out of it? He's He and Dumbledore are both pretty much celibate. Cause the thing they, is, the, di- the difference have? is, with this, it's just I can like, believe, she's I can believe sheep. that. I can believe that Sheev, pre getting his face morphed, was boning left and right in in his senator days, no, or chancellor days, or whatever. Jesus. And I can't believe for one second that Voldemort and Bellatrix were some kind of secret fan fiction yeah. lovers at some point. That's fair. I just so, I don't know. I like. I know that like there's people are saying like the per the girl that was with him was the mother or something. I don't know, but that's just. It just seems so desperate. Like yeah, it's, honestly, it's, Colin Trevor. Like apparently, that leak of Colin Trevor's idea was apparently. He says it, it's not true. Yeah, eh, we'll see. I kind of I liked his idea a lot more of who Ray was. was the, than, what was the parentage thing for Ray in that? The the parentage thing for Ray was that she was nobody, but that she her parents were like not housekeepers, but they worked. They lived. They lived. They worked for the Solos or something. Yeah, and they she and yeah. Ben played as kids. And that's yeah. that was her. That was the whole bit. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I, I can see. And the, the apparently they said the finale took place in the solo home, which would be kind of interesting. But I, I wouldn't mind that. But it also, again, I think that would feel less natural than this. 
Yeah, but maybe. I also don't know what else was in that story. Yeah, so. that's it's unfair to make the comparison, yeah. but like yeah. the 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 seed of that idea, I don't, I do not mind at all. Yeah. If you do want to tie her in, just but still keep distance. I think if we'd seen the solo home in episode six with or the, the, Force Awakens or something with a big old but, jug of blue milk sitting right there, yeah, that Luke is sucking out of, <laughs> Ben is sucking out of. Um, but at the end of the day. It is what it is. She's a Palpatine. Stupid. Or, or a Skywalker, whatever you want to refer to her as. And again, and that, you can either, you I, can either I also say that last scene would also be powerful if it was in a, yes. if so, she was somebody, like taking up a name. Yeah. That's fine. Here's the thing about her being a Palpatine. I've seen aces, whole by the way. This whole movie could be the exact same thing yeah. without her being a Palpatine. I know. I said that. Yeah. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just, it doesn't bother me that she is. It, 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 it it changes the dynamic and what the overall message of what her character is about. Okay. But it doesn't take away from the idea that anyone can be a hero because that's I, still true. Yeah, okay. It's just, not, again, it's just not true with her, which is, you know, I understand that being frustrating. It's fr- it was frustrating for me, but you know, it's not like she's just stripped of any kind of theme or identity. She still has one. It's just not the one that we, what we're going with. What she thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think this is going to be a movie that just like the prequels and just like the original trilogy, eventually people hated Ewoks and they hated how that was in the battle of Endor. Oh, I don't think people are going to come around on this. People came around on it and they have accepted it. People hated midi-chlorians and people hated a million other things in the prequels. And now people love those movies. Um, I don't know where these people are that you, you say love the prequels because like, they still don't it. exist to me. I feel like they, they have more fans because the whole do. being a well, because, more consistent story yeah. than and the then, sequels. I think this will also be just another – this is just how the sto- – it's it's not so much a – because you look at little kids watching these movies. They don't oh, know Little kids they, love this they, movie. They don't know who J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson are and they don't give two shits. They're watching these movies and going, this is the movie where this happens, and this is the movie where this happens, and this reveal happens, and that's how the story went. And that's it. That's fair. And that's what the story is to them. And in 10 years, it's all going to be nine movies of the Skywalker saga, and this is just how it goes. (laughs) And the 18 other movies that come up by that. Yeah. Um, So that's the way I see it, and that's just the way I like to view the movies, um, which is why I have no problem buying that ridiculously overpriced box set that's coming out. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, so that's about all I have to say about Palpatine, right. Grand Palps, and Ray Palpatine. Sheev. So um, we leave the Star Destroyer. And I mean, we pretty much covered it all. Like, is there anything we, else really that needs to we, be? I mean, we didn't get to the, the Luke scene or the Leia, Leia training oh, stuff or yeah. the, uh, the final battle. Anything. I like okay, so let me just go through the things that I liked after that part. Okay. Um I liked the lightsaber duel between Ray yeah, so and Kylo. I liked how they handled <clears throat> Leia best that they literally the best they could have done. Yeah. I it was more noticeable to me the second time I saw it, but I I don't I mean it's they had yeah. no they had very limited options. So Nancy checking back in here, hated it. I get it. I also agree with you guys. Eh, they did the best they could with it, but it was so bad. I didn't like they were so stilted, there, and like the dialogue was, was just so like you could feel they were like careening it towards her lines that they didn't. 
I don't know, like, <sighs> I don't know. Uh, and she was just kind of always standing there, like nothing, nothing felt natural, and it was just, uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it sucks. She died. There's nothing you can do about that. But yeah. that doesn't make those scenes any less cringy to me. I, I thought they were fine for the most part. There's only a few times when I was like, that doesn't quite line up with what that other person's saying. It yeah, like, little, the, the, the worst one was when Ray was about to leave. She's like, there's so much I have to tell you. And she's like, tell me when you get back. I was like, what does she have to fucking tell you? You guys have been hanging out in this thing for a year. You've known each yeah. other for uh, over a year. What haven't, what haven't you yeah. said yet? That would and probably, the scene when, like, yeah. they come back and they're like, you know, never underestimate a droid. And, like, how it, they try to tie it back into yeah. BB-8 does stuff. Like, has anybody ever underestimated droids? Like, they consistently come in the clutch. I don't understand well, that. Well, or when they come back and she's like, I need to be you, you to be optimistic. Well, it's they, like a little they, jokey thing. They have that callback uh, later in the movie where BB, you know, helps them out. He and always helps him out. He's great. Yeah, well, BB-8. You know, whatever. I don't know. I just, anyway. Like, there's no way to make this movie without her. I understand that. Yeah. Just, and I'm not counting this against the movie at all. To, would you have preferred them to either recast or kill her off off screen? I would honestly have been okay with a recast. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it, like, there's no good option. I'm just saying. And this is probably the least bad option, but seeing this makes me think, uh there's somebody out there who Carrie loved and it would not be a diss to her and that everybody could appreciate to, and not, not, and, and by the way, recasting to me, isn't making her an integral part of the plot. And she's like in the very last scene fighting snow or anything like that, like doing the same things with the different actors, I think would have been fine. I think if this was empire strikes back after the first movie, you can get away with a recasting, but six, Now, nine movies in the last movie she's gonna listen be in. if they can recast rachel dawes they can recast okay no. just, <laughs> you can't even compare the two characters honestly um yeah they should have gotten laura dern <laughs> how, how awesome would that have been, that'd have been for leia <laughs> yeah i've been fucking awful that'd be great that I would make we, the boys so mad that would have ruined the movie for me honestly <laughs> i'm still salty about her character in the last oh, Jedi. I, like I think it's awful like yeah, the whole the holdo maneuver was also nice. Little. Yeah, I mean that's another you know mention. And it didn't seem as a dick to me either. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Yeah, um, Rip Holdo. Like I said, I don't think JJ gave Last Jedi anywhere near as much shade as people are making it out to be. I think he just maybe wasn't going in the direction that movie went. And he okay, had but to let me set, ask you this: Why take his toys and set them in up in a way where he could play with them the way he intended? Let me ask you this: The why Jana and not Rose? I don't know. That could have been Rose. Yeah. Or yeah. Do- Dominic Monaghan's character could have been all given all of Rose's dialogue. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I disagree with that very much that this is none of this is in any shade at Ryan Johnson. Because yeah. you have, I, like I said earlier, you have a great setup for Ray as like she's just a, she's the daughter of scavengers. She doesn't have any greater meaning, but she's just a, the, somebody doing the right thing to transfer that over as the granddaughter of emperor palpatine is caught in a like fuck off that's stupid or justice for ryan johnson and there's other things i'm here let me look through my notes that i might be forgetting uh so get all your your complaints out of the way so i can talk about things i liked please yeah jeez okay let me let me work through my notes uh snoke reveal tub of snokes uh 
Lando. Yeah, Lando was weird. I don't know. I liked Lando. Like, Lando was great. What are you talking he's fine. about? He just he, happened to be on this planet that they were going to go to. and He yeah. did what he... Just happened. Know. They made... They, no, I, whatever. Just say what you need to say. I'm not going to argue every point with you. It's not worth it. I didn't like the kiss. I did not like the kiss. I liked the Sitharina. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh... Did Ray? What color was Ray's saber at the end? I thought it was orange. Yellow. It was yellow. It was yellow. Okay. Dio was cute. Dio was cute. Ace's last scene. I know it's John Williams. Good cameo. I didn't notice him the second time either. I keep hearing. I noticed him. It. Yeah, he's in um, Kajimi. Okay. Yeah, he's the bar guy. He's got like a little monocle or something on. Okay. Can't miss him. You don't even like Star Wars. Um. Oh, one thing I do want to say, and this in uh. Uh, <laughs> Knights of Ren cucked again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to give you credit, Josh, the time travel element to the movie was actually really effective. Yeah. It was my favorite part. Watch Rebels. Cody, the meme is... It didn't happen. Yeah, Josh happen. said that there was a hunt. You said, I think, there's definitely going to be time travel. And guess what there wasn't? Time travel. You idiot. You World stupid Between Worlds, motherfucker. best episode of Star Wars television ever. How does it compare to Avatar The Last Airbender? I don't know. I've never seen it. My That's girlfriend true. keeps trying to make me watch it. You should watch your that girl, show. Your girlfriend's a smart person. I, you actually, should be smart. You should watch that. Best show. Best animated show of all time. Yeah, well. You're re- it's not even a meme. You're, re- you're not really missing joking. out. It, it might actually be the... I'll watch it at some point. It's honestly better than Star Wars. I think. Okay, don't even stop. It's more consistent. Better characters. Yeah, well, no, that's a lie. There are some things I don't like about um, Lester Bender. Cora is not my favorite. I, I, there's well, that, that one season. That, of, that doesn't count. That show sucked. I like. I just didn't like the second season with the spirit no, stuff. She's but the last total Mary Sue. It's so annoying. No, it's not. She's great. I love Cora. She's an Avatar. They have to be. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> they don't. Shut up, Cody. All right, let's let's break down Avatar: Last Airbender, starting with season one. <laughs> so Aang is in a. No, I wouldn't mind doing that. So let's not joke about it. <laughs> I have to rewatch the series. I, the Blu-rays are so cheap. Oh my god, I got to get them. It's like forty bucks at Walmart. Things. So cheap. Um. Uh, let's see. What else didn't I like? I don't know. I I'll think of them as we go. Uh, you along, mostly but. just said things you liked, though. Oh yeah. Well, we covered a lot of the things I didn't like already. Like, but like I said, I think this is a good movie. This is a good to great movie if you rearrange Palpatine, put him at the end, and just make the struggle bringing him back. And then Kylo's like, oh my god, I brought him back, and look, all this bad stuff happened, and then he turns. That's, I think, the more effective way to tell the story. But And also, and this also kind of has bad vibes for me of, I can't, I've only heard of this happening so, Josh, you've probably seen it, seen it, but apparently in Lucasfilm's offices or something like that, there was, like, a piece of paper or something, a poster, I don't know, saying that this movie comes out on May 12th, 1999, no matter what, right? I have no idea about that. Something like, okay, I, whatever. The point being, I think this probably could have come out a year later since J.J. got on board so late in the game after they fired Trevorrow and yeah. that random script rewrite, I mean, rewrite that maybe I'm not saying this, a, this was already delayed push, seven months. 
Yeah, but it was it was delayed seven months to when everybody wanted it to be anyways, to where the last two were. So I don't really count that as delay. It was go, always going to be in December. But, like, give it another year. What's wrong with this coming out in 2020? Let Work on the script. Get a better version of it. I don't know. I'm not saying that they would come to the conclusions that I think are would be good. That, I mean, I think the movie would have really, gone the direction it went regardless. It just maybe would have been a better, more polished way of getting there. Smoother That's, way. I could have loved with that. But, like, I don't know. I don't think there's a world where you need this to be... Because, like, the original trilogy was three years apart, right? Yeah. And the prequels are three years apart. So. Yeah. Why, why... Because I Disney felt, wants I never to understood the need to rush possible, these. Because, you know, <laughs> Disney is not 20th Century Fox or Lucasfilm, so... So lame. I wish they... Uh, I don't know. I don't want... I, <laughs> I'm torn apart. I'm torn on if I actually think the Disney thing was a good, it was good in the overall, but we're still still early into it. Um, one more question before I uh, tan the, pass the reins back to you guys to lead this is: Is this Ryan Johnson trilogy happening? Give me give me some hope. If and he tell wants me yes, to, even if it's a know. lie. I think it's a pretty much just up to him. Yeah. I both I want that, but I also don't want that for him. I don't want to have. I don't think he's going to going to direct all of them. I think he's going to write a plot outline for all three. And oh, they're probably not even going to be a. It's probably not going to be a trilogy anymore. I don't know. Since they said they're not doing trilogies anymore. No, they didn't. They said they didn't. Everyone, I keep hearing that. That's a misquote. They didn't say we're not going to do trilogies. They said we're not just going to be so strict strict to keeping everything as a trilogy. It means it could be a trilogy, or it could be five movies, or it could be ten movies, or it could be two movies. So you're saying Solo 2 is coming? Probably not. That'll be a, If they do anything with that, it'll be a Disney Plus series. Make it an animated show. Just, That'd be fun. Should have been to begin with, but never. Um, I defend Solo. It's, Solo was fine. It's fine. I liked Woody Harrelson. Oh my God, I literally oh. forgot he was in that movie. I'm getting a crew together. They didn't get a crew together in this movie. Zero stars. Yeah, they did. But not in like the normal way. We're, like, oh, get, oh, wow. Okay. So, so also, I think, okay, uh, another thing that, I, w- one last thing with the whole, like, script thing. If they delayed a year, I think they would have gotten rid of all the stuff in, in between. Like, the like it, when you were just running through the plot, it's like, oh, we got to get this Wayfinder. Oh, now we got to get a dagger. Oh, now we got to get to translate the Wayfinder. Oh, but the C-3PO can't do it, so we got to go to Kajimi. And, like, they just kept throwing shit in there. And I didn't feel like... Yeah. When I think of Star Wars, I don't think of this kind of stuff. I think of I something think quiet goal, and kind of meditative that has to be loud when it has to be loud. The and goal, not so jump. I think the goal crazy. was to give us one last fun adventure. And okay. that. I don't, I don't think know, this is the way to do it. Maybe not, but you know, the goal was to create a situation where these three heroes have to come together and go from planet to planet, going after a certain thing, finding clues. Finding but out what go next, and you know, yeah, right. The quote-unquote adventure from Force Awakens that they go on, I thought was way more natural. And yeah, granted, it's it doing different things; it's setting up characters, but yeah, it, it it did feel like they were they were making a bunch of pit stops, like oh, we got to go see Maz, and then oh, we found a lightsaber, and they had all that stuff. But it felt more natural, and f- it just flowed nicer. This movie's so just rugged and it's jumpy. A lot more, it's a lot more jarring. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. but I, I don't think I, it, I don't like like Star Wars is one of those things where yes it is this big immersive audiovisual experience but it also is supposed to f- be kind of quieter 
and it's supposed to let you sit for a little while and take in environments and take in moments. That's why the last piece... Jedi will be regarded as one of the best Star Wars movies in 10 years. So Yeah, and this is not, I don't think. Well, so. we'll see. I think this will be thought of, look back on in the same way some people look on Return, Return of the Jedi. Of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah they, where... these movies like literally followed the same path yeah, of the original trilogy. Like, Although I don't think The Last Jedi is anywhere near as good as The Empire Strikes Back. I, I, neck it, neck. I think it's up there. It's not. Nowhere close. Yeah, I think The Empire Strikes Back is leagues and shoulders above most movies, period. So Yeah, that's top ten American movie I can't ever. think of anything bad about The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But the you Luke have to, is the, I can the think Vader reveal came out of nowhere, and it ruined the idea that a hero can be any funny. <laughs> okay, I can't. Even though we already knew he was the son of Anakin Skywalker. Okay. So, um, anyway, closing out the whole... Yeah. Um, so, I guess moving on from the Palpatine stuff and the Ray, whatever. Yeah, jeez Louise. The, yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, things I liked, we get after that, we get the delights that we get to, the moon of Endor, we get to meet Janna, we get to meet the other kind of... Stormtrooper uh, uh, um, Stormtrooper defectors. Set defectors. Yep. Um, and, uh, that was cool. I think one of my other gripes with the movie, it's not really a problem with the movie. It's just, I think the movie has a lot of missed opportunities that if tweaked or added to just some scenes could have been better. Like I read, uh, someone say, um, what if like, you just have a line here where Janice says, yeah, we heard about, cause she, when she says he was FN two and eight, seven, she has a she, look. He's like, yeah, gets excited. He's excited. No, I she, agree that I think that like he should have been a spark or something. Yeah, yeah. Like she would have said, that, "Yeah, we heard about you. That's why we all defected." Like just that line, you could have immediately. Yeah, we heard what yeah, she did. True. Well, uh, that could have been cool. Um, there's other things throughout, but that was one thing that stood out to me. I, I still like Jana. Um, I'm glad she's, she's such a nothing character to me. I don't. I just like. Yeah, I like I when she's I felt fine. Like the first time I saw her, she was. Like, I was like, "Why is she in this?" I don't really remember her. Second time I actually liked her. I liked her. I liked her relationship with with uh, Finn, um, and I like what she brought to the story, which wasn't that much, but it was. She's just an entertaining, fun character. Um, oh, but you were right when you said, yeah. she could have been replaced with Rose, but yeah, should yeah. have. Um. And I thought Naomi Aki did a really good job. Um, yeah, but taking nothing get, away from her, Aki was solid. Yeah, she just yeah. got nothing to work with. Yeah. Just your another random character. And the thing with her and Billy D at the end, I read that somewhere that it's canon that that's his daughter, and that makes me want to fucking. Puke. It's implied. It's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's not in the movie, so no, it's not okay. canon. So. All right. Use my logic against me. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. So on the Endor moon, you know, we get on top, we get inside the, uh, the, the remains of the Death Star. Um, she finds the Wayfinder, finds she the way finds her evil doppelganger. Yeah, that was The cool. ghost of who she could be. Yeah, um, I like that scene. Um, I also love the music in that scene because it's from Return of the Jedi, and it's really cool. And then we, Kylo Ren shows up, and their duel begins. He Wait, destroys can I say the... something controversial for sure. a second? Very unmemorable John Williams score. Oh, I think it was a really good score. It was pretty good. Yeah. I was listening to some I, tracks was, earlier, was, and I'm just cool. like, I think eh. it was hyped up to be the most, you know, epic, emotional, right. tying all the th- music together. It was and fine. It wasn't. It was just. It was a good score. I think. It's I mean, least. there's no duel of the fates. Or, yeah. And um, I think that's the thing is like I was battle waiting. Heroes, for, but... I was waiting for duel of the fates to come back, and I was waiting for battle of the heroes, and I was waiting for some original trilogy songs or Yoda theme or something to come back. And we none got of the Yoda theme. Did we? 
yeah, yeah when, with, with, with the, the like the, 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 the X-wing, X-wing, yeah, um, which almost yeah, made me cry. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a great. Yeah, that was great. And there was a couple of little bits from episode three that I heard, um, but there was nothing major. Um, but anyway, the we get the duel. I think it's a really good fight. It's not as good as the throne room fight from Last Jedi or the Force fight from Force Awakens, but it's a good fight. It's yeah. it's well. It's it feels a lot more visceral. Um, it feels very it feels like not choreographed. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of moments where you just see Kylo's just like taking a pause to like get catch his breath and just assess what's happening. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how wet he is. That's yeah. nice. That, <laughs> okay. that was good for me. Uh, okay. Weird. Weird. Okay. Yeah, um, Kylo didn't take his shirt off in this one. Bad movie. Um. So Let's I like those packs. I like their fight. I like the way it goes. And I like how, you know, we get that moment between where Leia uses the last bit of her strength to reach out and kind of take hold of him and reach into his mind and like, you know, speak to him before, you know, passing away. I didn't like Um, how pissed off Ray just saw he stopped, was stopped doing anything or stopped doing anything and then stabbed him in the gut. Wait, so hold on question. Why this movie takes place a year later from yeah. Last Jedi. Why did it kill her? They they made know. it like, oh, it's she's used up all of her strength. Like, why is she, wait, why is she so weak? Like, it's, it's, it's been a, a year. Again, it's it's one of the movies just holes that don't make sense. But I it, <sighs> I accept it. Whatever. She's old. I mean, what else is there? Yeah, she's, she's old. old as shit. Oh, she's still Leia. Like Luke was old, but he's he's still did yeah. Shit. And he did something that took a lot of his strength. Had and they killed him too. Yeah, but he only had, talked had, to somebody. She lost the will to live. I don't know what to tell you. She got him. <laughs> don't say that. It's true. It's canon. They straight up, it's a line of dialogue in the movie. She lost the will to live. Yeah, same. When did she say that? It's in episode three. No, I'm talking about in this one. No, not this one. No, I'm, I'm saying yeah. Don't that. say that about this one. Okay. <laughs> because that's the stupidest thing in Star Wars Episode Three. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, there have been, you know, almost as stupid as giving him as giving Luke such a normal name. Is he, the only, is, is he the old. only biblical name in Star Wars? Vader. It's not biblical. Yoda. Nope. Kit Fisto. Mm-hmm. Kit Fisto. Look it up. Book Vader of Job. Job 316. <laughs> then Kit Fisto pushed a guy and smiled. <laughs> Justice for Kit Fisto. Yeah. I wanted him. My beautiful squid son. Okay. Anyways. So we have the lightsaber duel. Uh, Kylo Ren defeats Rey before you know he gets she he gets talked to by Leia and then Leia dies and then Rey stabs him. Where we get the follow up to the Force heal and she heals his wound. She also gets rid of his scar on his face, which I thought was a cool little touch. Oh, oh, cool. did. I didn't yeah. fucking notice that. I didn't know yeah. That. yeah, that's I a good noticed, touch. I noticed that's it cool. the second time when you see like it slowly go away because then I noticed at the end of the movie it was gone. So oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really nice addition. Um, and I think that it also kind of is a lot of, I don't know if symbolism is the right word, but it's just like a, a more of a physical representation of Kylo Ren is dead. Ben Solo is. No, here. that is good. Yeah. That's very good. Um, but that was cool. And then, you know, Rig takes his, uh, uh, ship and she goes off to, um, Ashto and Octo, Ashto. Porgs. Yes. Porgs are returned for a scene. Bless you. <laughs> Um, good dad joke. Before Cody. that, we get a scene with Ben 
who is now Ben, no longer Kylo, and he's sitting there reflecting, and we hear, hey, kid, and turn around. Kid Fisto. No, it's not Kid Fisto. He doesn't exist anywhere. Uh, it's Han Solo. Han Solo. It's one of my favorite scenes um, in the movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. I loved it. It made me cry. Both times. Huh, you cried. You showed weakness. Yeah, you cried in a lot of movies. You, cr- you cried in the post. Twice. I cried in the post twice. Thank There's you. There's nothing to cry in the post. <laughs> I don't know. It, uh, that got me, man. I don't know. John Williams. That's a good John Williams score in the post. 2017 directed yeah, by Steven good. Spielberg. Um, this It caught me off. The Helen Solo thing caught me off guard because I'm like, what is this? Is this? Tell, please tell me he's not a force ghost. or <laughs> that would be so dumb. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense, but it's like a memory. It's like it's kind of like an all. It wasn't blue. Um, Force ghosts can't not be blue. Yeah, yeah. So it was more. It, it was more of like a yeah, and I, I liked that. I thought it was a really cool way to bring him in and have him re walk through that scene from Force Awakens, but have it go a different way this time. And the I way that yeah, he wanted it to go. Um, and then he throws a lightsaber, and he is officially no longer Kylo Ren. And I loved that. I loved that we finally get to see him redeemed, um, which something I was kind of. I was fine with it going either way. I was fine with him going down the path of the dark or the light, and they went to the light, which is maybe a little more predictable, but it works. So Let me ask you, though. What did it? Huh? What did it? What pushed him over the edge to... I think it was both... I think it was, his, I think it was the combination of his mom, Ray, reviving him and hearing in his dad. Um, his dad might have been what actually pushed him over yeah. the edge. I think it was all three. Hmm. Okay. You know, I think, and it was also like you know, getting the opportunity. He's getting one more chance to make amends for what he did. So, and he realizes that because I mean, he's not a bad person. So, so no, he, I mean, he you, still did kill like a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, which is you know probably why he. Died. That's why I'm glad they didn't let him live because it's like, eh, well, I he kind of deserves to I, die. Well, we'll get to that when we get to Just that. Just like Vader did in a similar uh, way. So oh we, my God, the parallel. Yes. So we get to Octo. Uh, Ray's burning all the stuff. She's burning the ship, and she's about to throw the lightsaber. And we get Luke easily my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, Mm. in one of the worst wigs I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, I have another thing thing I don't like about the Jedi to this transition. The lightsaber breaking was just such a great visual moment, and because literally being torn apart by Ray and Kylo Ren, warring opinions, warring sides. And the metaphor of it being broken, I thought, was just so clever and strong. And I get, I like what they did with it, I, so I'm not that mad about it, because I like her, at the end, burying the two lightsabers together and using them and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to, I hate to rewrite again, but, like, maybe in my alternate history where this, this first two-thirds of this movie aren't so hectic, part of it is rebuilding the lightsaber, or something to that effect, or maybe that's we finally get that scene, like like Luke in Return I, of the Jedi building yeah. the lightsaber. I mean, I, I feel like that's a really important moment, and if and I don't mind what they do with it, but I feel like they just I would like to have seen some more care being taken to it early on. That then it's just oh, it's just, it's, it's just fixed. I, I think she should have had her own lightsaber built at the beginning of the movie. But. Yeah, no, but then you don't get the stuff at the end. Yeah. I mean, I mind you can it. still do it with her own lightsaber and Leia's lightsaber. I think would. Yeah, cool. I actually agree. Eh, maybe I think they yeah. should have used hers at yeah. the beginning, or even if it has to be one of Luke's lightsabers, make it the green one. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like there was when she was blocking the lightning at the end of the movie. It's too much blue. Yeah, way too much blue. Yeah, green, give me green a, lightsabers. Give me a green or a 
purple. Mm. Hopefully, in the next trilogy or series or whatever, Old Republic or whatever it is, we get green. Oh, um, one one last negative for me yeah. is that there was no General Grievous cameo. So Thank God, but there be he's dead. We'll never see him again. Um, it could not be. <laughs> I love that movie. I hate him. Love so that much. guy. Um, Justice for General Grievous. No, I'm glad he Anyways, dies. He gets he's shot. Better in the cartoon. Yeah, well, I've only seen a few episodes of that. Um, Wait, you didn't watch all of the Clone Wars? The original? No. I have only seen bits. Oh, of you it. should watch that. It's only like two and a half hours. Yeah, I know. It's on, Someone put it together on YouTube. I'll probably watch it at some point. Um, so we get the scene with Luke. It's awesome. Um, I don't think it's a disrespect to The Last Jedi at all. I think it's actually building off me of neither. it. It's, it's no, really that really, absolutely really closes the arc. Yeah, it makes me like that arc of his even more in that movie. So, um, again, he gets to do that, that, And he gets to do the cool Ultimate Jedi stuff that all the dorks were wanting him to do. Uh, shut up. Um, he lived to the X-Wing. Right? Yeah, that was cool. And it was, it was a nice... Also, I liked that because it also kind of closed that it gave us that satisfaction of he couldn't lift it in empire strikes back we could finally get to see him lift it so that was awesome mm-hmm. and oh my god and they had the yoda music playing it yeah. really fucked me up it was so good can i make one tiny complaint though no sure. shut the fuck up i don't want to that's hear that scene should have been at night i don't know why but it looked weird to right. do it during yeah, the day because even now, you know why because we've I, the way they've handled Force Ghosts in these movies... Yeah, we've never because, seen Force Ghosts during the day before. Yeah, Yo, so Yoda... In for the a movie, reason. They, they didn't make Yoda tra- like transparent enough in the first movie, so it, it looked weird to me, because it was just Yoda with a blue glow around him. And then in this movie, it's him during the day, so again, it just looks weird if you've never seen it before. So. Yeah. I but think I, the visual of the of burning the X-Wing, just it, it's a lot more interesting if it's at if it's at night yeah i don't know tiny complaint but it's fair but it's also we just saw that it's the middle of the day on the endor moon so well then how far how close are they i don't know i don't know how time and space works in this universe so explain to me the theory of relativity star wars daytime right now on mars i don't know i don't kind of depends on what side of mars okay true (laughs) mars have a sun no wait you guys think mars actually exists Okay, hold on, you guys. Josh, did you just ask if Mars has a sun? No. You did. I was being sarcastic. I don't believe you. Cody, you went to school in Maryland. Just keep in mind. Mars is the same sun as us. But okay. Go ahead. I meant like its own sun. I was being sarcastic. I don't believe you, but... Because Tatooine has two suns. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) You're not helping your case. Whatever makes you happy. Let's move on, though. Okay. Anyway. What's it anyway. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, where was I going? Where were we at? The Octo. Should have been dark. That's right. So, Leia, or not Leia, Ray takes the X-Wing. Right, the, uh, the, light, uh, the lightsaber. And we get a flashback to Luke training Leia. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Loved that. That was so I cool. loved it up until we saw Leia's face. I liked Leia's, or Leia's it deep fake. It looked fine. <laughs> Luke's looked incredible. Luke's looked perfect. Leia's looked like an alien. <laughs> you look just like her. Yeah, they could have just gotten Billy Lord to do it. True. Maybe um, mess yeah, with her so, face I don't know, a little her bit. Her eyes looked weird to me. They were, like, too big. They did something weird with her. But anyway. That felt um, like a reshoot thing. Maybe. I don't know. I liked that we got to see Luke with the green lightsaber. That was cool. Um... And they did a good job, for the most part, with the CGIing of it all. 
Um, so that was cool to get to learn, know that Leia was training. And then we go from there to, she gets the lightsaber. She goes back to Exegol. Um, and that's when we get the confrontation with Grandpappy Palps and his granddaughter, Ray. His name is Grandpa Sheev. Please address him as such. Sheev. Okay. Sheev. Yeah. We also get the, we also get a R2 restoring Creepio's memory. So yeah, that's cool. most pointless fucking. Yeah, that was it. it, it plot it, line. like that. The fake out stuff with Chewie and 3PO. So kind of annoying stupid. because there's too many. Add, adds they just add stuff that the movie yeah. just doesn't need. It's, it's uh, convoluted. Um, but anyway, I think the like, don't real, kill Chewie, but like yeah. Don't do that. Also, if Ray had been the one to accidentally kill Chewie, I would have never been able to forgive Ray and been really mad. So, mm. oh, uh, JJ also did. He sort of read, uh, made, uh, did well on his own mistakes by giving Chewie the appropriate responses. Like when he oh, finds yeah. out Leia dies, he freaks Leia out, rips yeah. my heart out. Yeah, that was really. When he gets the medal, and it's like, okay, yeah, justice for it was so freaking weird that he didn't. They just he walked by when Han Solo died. At the very when they got back to that base in Force Awakens, I was like, eh. "Well, as he raged, and I wouldn't say an appropriate amount, but he got a know, lot of why it is, out." Why is Leia hugging Ray first? That's just that always rubbed me the wrong way, and I guess it did busy. for JJ too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. <coughs> but yeah, they go to Exegol. Yeah. Um. So from there, we get you know the classic finale of the Force users having their battle intercut with the big. Space battle. Or is it a space battle? Um, and I just think both are excellent. Uh, it's, I think it's a really good third act. It's great. It's epic. It's a lot of what you want it to be, um, if you're on board with the movie anyway. Um, we get, you know, Ben showing up to help Ray out now that he's no longer uh, Kylo Ren. And what does he do? He, he doesn't speak, that's for sure. Slaughters the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and he has his little weird sweater on. Just What's not, so weird about it? It's just a shirt. It's a I don't know. Just, he's just a, wearing like a long sleeve shirt and sweatpants, and it's weird. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's just it's uh, what what was up with his old clothes? Was he just like take them off? There's a hole in them. I, I, well, where to get the new ones? Uh, the Tie Fighter. I don't I, know. No, that oh. that shirt had a hole in it. That was his undershirt. Oh, I don't know. I guess it was he, just getting hot on Exegol. You, you don't. He had a hole cut through all of his clothes. Yeah, yeah. There was and a hole he had in a t shirt. You're right. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway, he's wearing his... Am I the only one paying attention to these damn movies? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, he's wearing his workout clothes, and he goes to help Ray. So he shows up on Exegol. Uh, Kyla, why were you so late? I was getting a pump. Um, you go get he, a pump, bro. He has his blaster. Fuck you, bro. Um, it fell flat. <laughs> so did this movie. No. Jesus Christ. Um, Kyler started shooting left and right with a blaster that I assume he just got off of his... He just had on his ship. Um, and sure. at that point he is making his way to the Sith, uh, throne with Palpatine and Ray, and he runs into the Knights of Ren who are confronting him. But before that happens, we get a cool throwback to the force connection where Ray is about to, you know, strike down Palpatine like he wants and take her place or take his place. And instead he, she passes back the lightsaber to him through the force and she takes Leia's lightsaber, and he goes to town on the Knights of Ren. And I like the little shrug he does because it's kind <laughs> of a really cool little thing. Feels very Han Solo esque. Um, yeah, I thought that whole scene was awesome. What do you guys think? I liked it. Yeah. Fuck the Knights of Ren. 
Waste the opportunity for sure. I didn't honestly. I didn't mind them that much. Uh, I thought they were used as much as they needed to be. The I first think time, that they. I think that one or two of them could have always been a uh, a boss fight at the end of one of the planets that they were on. Yeah, I think that would have been to show that they're an actual threat. Have them hurt somebody, or I think having some kind of like character confrontation between one of them and Kylo Ren, because I mean, at some point they were some sort of friend right i don't know they were the boys yeah i bet he cracked a cold one open with them at some point space beer yeah space beer blue yeah. milk that's wonder what space beer tastes like probably as shitty beer. as normal beer i like beer anyway gross. uh we get the confrontation between kylo and the knights of ren and it's awesome uh he takes out every single one of them they don't stand a chance because they're kind of lame uh, you know, I'm going to put the whole Knights of Ren not really being a thing on uh, Ryan, actually, because yeah, he got they, probably, they probably had a, a, a space in The Last Jedi, I don't know, if I'm being honest here. I mean, that movie was two and a half hours. Hey, even yeah. though, fuck it, make it, you know, the Red Guards in the throne room? Yeah. Have them be the Knights of Ren. Yeah. That, that would have been perfect. But then who does he fight in Rise of Skywalker? Uh, a Sith Lord. Some rogue Sith that's there, I guess, it maybe. Doesn't it doesn't matter. This How about the guy. resurrected Kit Fisto? No. <laughs> no. He's got to fight five Snokes. <laughs> five droopy Snokes, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Just their, their little Snokecocks hanging out. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't make me think of that. Don't ever say that phrase ever again, please. Well, now I'm just going to throw it in. Jesus Christ. Okay. What do you think that looks like? I don't want to know. Let's let's not talk about that. Gene Simmons without his hairpiece. Oh, Jesus Christ! Whatever um, the underneath of Brett Michaels pants <laughs> looks like. <laughs> okay. Lord. So eventually, he takes out the Knights of Ren, and he joins Rey, and together. The question is: Does Snoke manscape? No. Yes sure. or no? Sure. Absolutely not. Eventually, he joins Rey. And they stand together against Palpatine, and he realizes that they have uh, what's called a Force Dyad, which is something that has not been seen in generations, according to Palpatine. Um, Since Kit Fisto and that guy with the big head. Okay, his name is Kiati Mundi. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, like, don't give a shit. Also, Katano is his second brain. So, wait, what? I would watch. Um, He's got two brains. A yes. series of films about the last time there was a Dyad. Yeah. I think that would lend credence to this movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. I again, I think a lot of the, the movie's problem is just there's a lot of great ideas. It's just none of them are fully developed. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't go into it as much, but I, it presents things without really finishing. Yeah. yeah, but you know, whatever. It's you only got so much time in a movie, but um, but the, uh, they're introduced. He calls them as a force diet. He tries to. Um, drain their power to restructure himself and re-bring himself into power, which he does, um, nearly killing Rey and throwing Kylo Ren down a hole. Um, and it, as How I, did you feel about the um, all the Jedi part? I cried both times. I loved it so much. It was amazing. And it's one of those things where, like, it's an amazing idea. That was great and super fan servicey, 
And I think they could have gone even more fan servicey with having them physically there, but I was fine with what we got. Um, cause we got Kanan and Ahsoka and Hayden Christensen, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Yoda. And oh, Luke. it's so Everyone. full. They're just all was, so canon. They're so it canon. Was, it hurts. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. And now everyone that says the cartoons aren't, don't matter. They can suck a fucking dick because Amazing. they matter. Um, Cartoons awesome. don't matter. Yes, they do because it's an owl. Oh wait, I can't say that because never mind. Okay. Um, what? What are you gonna say? Nothing. Because yeah, don't say what? anything. I'm not gonna say anything because because I'm right. Because no. cartoons don't matter. No, because we'll see, I'll get back to you next time we record. Okay. Anyway, cartoons don't matter. Air, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender doesn't matter to anything. Anyway. Oof, duh. The, uh, it doesn't have an all pre-existing canon. It's its own canon. Be quiet. Let's get you done, guys. It's late. Anything. Anything, anyway. Fair enough. So we get the uh, all the Jedi scene. Where we get to hear Qui-Gon and Anakin and Ahsoka and Kanan and Obi-Wan and everyone. Yoda. It's awesome. And they say, rise, 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 Ray," And he says, I am all the Sith. And I am all the Jedi, and it's kind of a direct ripoff of Avengers Endgame, but who cares because it works and it's awesome. Um, and we get Force Lightning, and Ray deflects it, and then she brings in the other lightsaber that was thrown across the room with Ben, and she takes them both, and she kills Palpatine by pushing him, pushing back against his lightning with all the powers of the Jedi with her. Um, and Which is crazy because the lightning is what created the emperor to be so disgusting yeah. in episode three. It's like yeah. poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. And now it destroys him. Um, but apparently it, getting thrown down a shaft and cradling to the earth did not. No. Darth Maul survived. He can survive too. No, he didn't. Yes, yes he, he did. did. What are you talking about? Not, no. You can't yes, even throw, you can't even throw the cartoon thing in there because he's in solo. Solo's not canon. Yes, yes it, it is. is. <laughs> Fully canon. You just said you liked Solo. It's your number five favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, but that part sucks. Okay. Anyway, it's canon, and you can cry about it all you want, but it's canon. Cartoons. No. Uh. Okay, Solo is canon. So Darth Maul's alive. Anyway, uh, we get the a projection of Darth Maul's alive. Let's be clear here. No, you're bullshit. We've not seen him physically. Yes, you can. I will, I will live on these schematics oh, until I die. It's Gosh. funny how hard he's trying right now. He just—he's <laughs> just such a little bitch. I just—I don't I know, know how to deal with it. it. Um, so she defeats the emperor, and um, I didn't even talk about the part where he's throwing lightning into the air and bringing all the ships. Oh down. my god, that was, that was awesome! Like, that was awesome. Seeing him laughing, his cackle again—that was cool. Um, seeing him fully formed, also with his you know yellow eyes and. All that stuff. That was really cool seeing him back again. But she defeats him. The all the ships come down, and the resistance and Lando and everyone comes to help, and they take down the first order, the final order, whatever it's called now. Um, and that's awesome. So we have a big celebration and all that stuff. Um, before Love that, you see Dan shows up and comes to pick up Ray. She is basically dead. I think she is dead. Um, and holds her in his arms and uses his the last bit of his energy in the Force to revive her, which results in him dying. Um, but before that, they Smoochie look into each other smooch. and have a kiss. 
and then he falls down dead and becomes one with the force. <laughs> he force ghosts fast too. I like it. Yeah. Um, this was weird. Not gonna lie. I when I first saw it, I was like, "Please don't kiss! Please don't kiss! Please don't kiss!" And then they kissed. I was like, "You know what? I'm fine with it." Yeah, and I, honestly, I think the reason I'm fine with it is not so much because the story builds to it because it's very unearned and forced, but their chemistry is so good that I just buy into it and I'm fine with it. And I felt a romantic connection with them in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was fine with it. And it it doesn't bother me. I can understand it feeling weird to other people, but it doesn't bother me. Um, so then we get the celebration. We get to see Ewoks again. That made me happy. Um, mm. That was Wicket. Yeah. Yeah, it was Warwick Davis again, too. That was great. How long is, a, is an Ewok's life expectancy? Not long enough. I hope they live forever. Porgs are better. Let's see. I bet you can figure it out. Um, so we have the big celebration. Everyone's hugging. We get an, a, a gay kiss that was cut out of Singapore. And everyone's Fuck off, back. Singapore. It was China, but who cares? Whatever. Um, Fuck you, China. Um, we get all of the fun stuff. The um, Ewoks yeah. can live for more than 60 years. So, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Wicket was a young... A he young was a kid, kid. Of the Jedi. So, yeah. Well, you McGregor, not you McGregor. Um, Davis. Um, but I don't know how old Wicket was in that movie. But I assume he was probably like in his twenties, thirties. God. Anyway, uh, we have the whole celebration stuff, and I actually like the way <laughs> it actually feels very final to me. I like. I know it, it felt fine. I mean, you can look at if you want to say these three movies didn't happen and that's not your canon of the trilogy. Fine, Return of the Jedi is your ending. Fine. I think this works just as well of an ending. I think it feels very powerful of a they're finally defeated and gone. Um, the last remnants of the. the oh, set. you know what? And you just reminded me of this shot where the Star Destroyer is falling behind Cloud City. Yeah. And I want to see if I can find that. Okay. Um, and after all, this, background. after all the celebration, we get to Tatooine. And we see Rey landing there. And she makes her way to the Lars homestead where Luke and Anakin came from originally. And the whole scene plays out. She buries the lightsabers of Anik, of uh, Luke and Leia. Of oh, these and, Skywalkers. Yeah. And we see her build her own. And someone comes out. She's like, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Ray." She's like, "Ray, what? And then she sees the force ghost of Luke and Leia. And they're all smiley. And they still look weird because it's daytime. And she's like, "Ray Skywalker. And then she goes into the sunset. And we get a... Directed by J.J. Abrams, the end. And that is Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. She Great last scene. I'll give it that. Yes, she chooses her family. She chooses yeah. her. Yeah, she chooses her own destiny. Yep, yep, I like it. The rest of the movie, though, can't it's good. stay the same for me. You're just mean, and AJ, and I am. Um, I think this is a very flawed movie that I will grow to love more and more as time goes on. I, st- I think it's a really fun final movie in the trilogy i think it's entertaining as hell it's my least favorite of the trilogy it's actually my least favorite third chapter of any star wars trilogy but i still think it's awesome and it's fun and it's satisfying in a lot of ways doesn't do what i wanted it to do but i've accepted that this is the way the story goes and i think it's for what it is it's solid and 
fun and has a lot of emotional moments and great fan service moments and some unexpected things that I loved. So it's an awesome movie and I mostly loved it. We all get our lame uh, sequels that recanonize and fuck with everything that we end up loving. So you have yours. I have mine. I, is yours on Broadway? Is yours making $580 million at the box office? <laughs> on Broadway? No. Kind of. <laughs> Broadway, could, Broadway couldn't dream of making no. that much money. $500 million? Well, between all of its shows, it probably will get there at some point. I point. highly doubt that. I don't, I don't know Broadway money, so you I may be right. I have no idea. A measurement of Broadway money that anyone cares well, about? It's like the tickets are like, I don't know, the cheapest ones are like 70 bucks. Why is that show four hours long? There's a lot of stuff in it. Okay. Um, but no, my final thoughts and are that this movie was frustrating. And as somebody who loves Last Jedi, uh, it's kind of, maybe not a slap in the face, but certainly a fart in the face of like, Chris Terrio, we're going to do Riz Palpatine, fuck you. And I didn't care for that. And I didn't feel like there was really a need to retcon so much and, you know, shove aside all the good shit that Ryan did to change Star Wars. And then this movie kind of was the pendulum swing the other way to make it all feel the same. And it just didn't bring anything particularly new in the storytelling department. And I kind of like that about movies and when they do things that I don't expect and do things that aren't challenging and all that kind of fun stuff. But it is what it is. I probably won't watch this movie again for several, several years, and I'm totally fine with that. And I will watch Last Jedi many times, I think, because I like that movie a lot. I don't really like this. And that's a bummer. I wish I liked it. I don't know why it needs to be. You can like both movies, honestly. I don't, though. But you can. But you're making it sound like you're not allowed to like both movies. It's not that... Nobody's going to come in. I'm not going to go to jail for not liking, for liking both of them or something. I just, they're so, they're just polar opposites to me. And I just can't, I don't know. There's certain things about this that I guess I like. They're, but they're few and fleeting and they're kind of undercut by the Palpatine of it all. And that's just, it's just, (coughs) sorry. It's just going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. And it's just a bummer. But I think this trilogy would have been better off with either, taking an extra year and writing an actual sequel to last Jedi or just having JJ write and direct all these, or at the very least co-write and produce the second one. If he doesn't want to be stuck in star Wars for a decade. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. As long as it isn't this, I'm game for anything else, but this is what we got. So let's see what happens in 15 years when episode 10 comes out and we'll do it all over again. Um, yeah, my grades four out of five, four and a half out of five. You know, it's what it's what it is. Sounds pretty cynical Wait, to me. What four and a half out of five? That's high. Or four and a half out of ten. Sorry. Listen, I'm dumb. No, uh, Cody. Final thoughts on a grade? I thought it was good. I liked it a lot, actually. I have no problem with it. I don't feel the need to reconcile it between the Last Jedi and this one. It's just. I don't know. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I think it's satisfying to me. And the other movies that you like aren't going anywhere. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But you don't need to be down on other people for liking it. 
have I been down on anybody? No, no, no. Not talking that's, about you. That's one other talking thing. about in general. Yeah, that's one other thing I want to say is that a lot of the people that love Last Jedi that have, and myself included, they that have gone after people that don't like Last Jedi for whatever reason. They say they're being man babies, whatever. And there are people that are being giant, big, angry man babies on the internet. Those people, those same people that defended Last Jedi and love Last Jedi and said don't do this, are now attacking J.J. Abrams and now going after him yeah. and all them and saying they ruined Ryan Johnson's movie. Those people can fucking go to hell because they're being ridiculous and being well, anybody who does that on Twitter is a douchebag. Yeah, right? it's it's ridiculous and it's hypocritical and I don't like it. I don't care what movie you like or don't like, don't do it. It's stupid and it's why I don't like to talk about Star Wars outside of the people that I actually know and not with eggs on Twitter. So Twitter's so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I give this movie an eight out of ten. Wow. Honestly, I think every movie in this trilogy is just a solid eight out of ten. There's nothing particularly special about any of these movies. I said it. I meant it. Disagree. The Last Jedi is not that great. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There's a lot wrong with it. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like people, I don't know. There's a lot of people who just ignore it. But it is what it is. There's also a lot of people that think it's the worst movie to ever exist. And those people are dicks too. I will defend Last Jedi until my dying day. That's fucking. That's a masterpiece. Now that the uh, the Skywalker saga is all done, how do you guys rank these movies? Oh, no, just in the in the trilogy, in the whole, like all nine or oh. all Star Wars movies are all nine. I don't know, whatever you want. Okay, um, from I'm top to bottom, the only the um, the Skywalker ones. Okay, <laughs> only main for me is five, eight, seven, four, three, six, nine, two, one. I'll go. Mine is five, four, six, three, nine, seven, eight, one, two. I go five, eight, four, seven, six, three. This one, nine, one, two. Wow, ranks low. Yeah, I loved. I mean, I I said it. I like all nine of these movies. Right, so we have it in the same spot, and yet I think it's awful, and you that's like, you, and you think it's fun. You only like half of these movies. Hmm. Uh, no, that's not true. You don't like the prequels. No, actually, the as it stands now. Of all the Star Wars movies, like every everything, Return of the Jedi is eight out of eleven, and I have it as a three and a half stars. And Skywalker is two and a half stars at nine out of eleven. So I like over eighty percent of these. So take that, Nazi. Okay. Anyways, final thoughts for you, Josh? Did you get them in? Yeah, I mean. I thought it was great. I have there's some issues with it as far as storytelling and pacing and structure goes, but in right. terms of the direction, I'm fine with the way it went, and I like it and I enjoy it. And a good conclusion. Great. Uh, just for the sake of continuity, before we sign off here, uh, I was able to catch the Tenet prologue. Uh, in theaters before Rise of Skywalker, and it was—it seemed like it was the opening scene that they were 
there was like an opera or something like that, and they knocked a bunch of people out, uh, like with gas, and then they came in, and they were doing stuff. I wasn't really sure what they were doing, but it was really, really cool, and uh, just, wow, it looks fucking awesome, and I cannot wait for July. Tenet is going to be, I think it might be one of Nolan's like top two or three, maybe even... You know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what will happen? But it the the prologue was really, really awesome. And if you can get to an IMAX and check it out, uh, if you have, you know, movie, uh, not, I almost said movie pass, rest in the peace. If you had A-List or Regal, and even if you don't want to watch all of Rise of Skywalker, just go and, I would go and check it out just for the Tenet thing because it was really, really cool, especially if you're fired up for that movie. So, um Certainly the best thing I saw all night. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, that shall do it. And that wraps up the Star Wars sequel trilogy. It definitely feels like this has all happened way too quick. But like you said, Josh, this has got to make that money, though. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. What, what's, ne- what's next for Star Wars? Benioff and Weiss isn't happening. Oh, God. In terms of... In general, or just movies? Movies, I don't, yeah. TV's doing, going great, yeah. so not worried about TV. Yeah, movies, movies as of right now, there's a movie scheduled for 2022, 2024, and 2026. Whether they happen or not, no idea. But my guess is the Kevin Feige movie happens first. But mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. It could be Ron Johnson or it could be someone else. I think they're going to announce it in a month or two. But. Honestly, just give me an Old Republic movie. Make Revan actually canon. Give me, give me a Rep- Old Republic 6 movie series. Yeah. As long yeah, as they start I, with adapting the first Night's nice Old Republic game. I don't I don't want them to adapt it. I do. I think that would be a pretty good TV show, actually. Yeah. I want that to have the budget of a movie, though. Cody, I ask you this, though. What would you rather have? Uh... New Ryan Johnson Star Wars or New Ryan Johnson Benoit Blanc? You could only Probably have one. Probably the new Benoit Blanc. Same. Same. Okay. Fucking Ryan Johnson. Did you see Knives Sorry. Out, Josh? Yeah, I loved it. Good. Well, next time we talk about that, it will likely be on our top 10 of 2019 list. Whoop, whoop. Probably middle of January, whenever that may be. So uh, until next time, I think we might... Do 1917 next, I would guess. But I, can, I can't find it. I want to see it so bad, but it's not playing anywhere. Yeah, until, I don't get to see it until January. It exp- it'll, no, yeah, it'll start expanding in the, next, in the coming week or so. But I want it. Or whatever happens next. Until next time, you can follow us. Add underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Send us an email, reflexpodcast at gmail.com, telling me that I am right and Josh and Cody are wrong and lame and dumb, and I'm, <laughs> I'm so sad. I wanted this to be good. But until next time. You can follow us out all those places, do all those things, leave an iTunes review, and until next time, it is 1.43 in the morning, and we are signing off, Josh, Cody, and take it easy. Goodbye. See ya.